Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
from the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok, and this is another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. This show now kind of on a special edition basis. Once or a month uh, or so, used to be a, a weekly and then bi-weekly show, but it's still part of the DNA of Force Center. So happy to bring it back and bring it back for special occasions. And right now, today, I absolutely consider this a special occasion, a special edition special occasion, because with me right now, a lot of you know him from his work in the movie trivia Schmodown. A lot of you are familiar with his work with some of the uh, Knights of the Old Republic fan films and original content they've been putting out around that for years. Please welcome the smasher, Kevin Smets. Hey, Kevin. Hey, thank you very much. How are you doing? I promise not I like to <laughs> I promise not to uh, uh, take it down a Schmodown path, uh, but you're doing so great over there. I know a lot of people uh, enjoy you over there. Um, oh, thanks. One of the you know, Kevin, you and I have talked Star Wars before. Uh, we yeah. talked it on air, off air, wherever we can. You're a, you're a big fan, and what I love about you is uh, all fandoms are unique. And even though you and I are, are, are of the same generation, uh, you have uh, focused on other things, and then the different than I. Um, I, I people know I, I don't spend a lot of time yeah. in the Knights of the Old Republic. Didn't play the game. Familiar with it. I almost bought a Revan action figure once, but I don't really know too much about it. I don't go into it. It's not that I don't like it. I just don't swim around in that lake. But you yeah. drawn to the Knights of the Old Republic early on. Tell me about where your love of that started. Well, first I want to I want to ensure I want to assure you I'm, I'm wearing pants. Like I know you said I didn't oh, have to wear pants. Yeah, yeah. Video. This is audio only, but I am wearing pants. We are recording remotely audio. I don't have a shirt on, but you have pants on. This is great. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, so yeah, it is funny how we latch on to different things. You know, my Star Wars fandom started like my first theater memory. All I remember is one scene from Return of the Jedi at the theater. But for some reason, every time I see it on any Blu-ray or anything, I instantly was like, I remember in the theater, whether I was eating a Reese's Pieces or looking at the screen. I remember when Luke does the backflip up onto the the grading on the second Death Star yeah. when uh, when he's fighting Vader like that that just quick image right there I had that's my first earliest Star Wars memory in the theater so non special edition mm-hmm. <laughs> just the original. And, I, um, yeah I love I, then, I love that so I, I love, I'm gonna cut in there I love that because that's one of the first times we really saw like a force power that wasn't so overt you know like he's yeah. doing some he's got some skills but he's doing the for this force fueled jump in my mind and as a kid that stood out to me too so see we start force from similar math. class <laughs> yeah um and then uh then i kind of st- not that i forgot about it but you know you start to get a, a little older and then like i was in junior high and stuff and i was in more into other stuff and sports and stuff and then i was at the theater for um i know you didn't ask me for my entire past sorry but you know, <laughs> I, I did like, so. but i did i want to know the journey <laughs> so I was at a theater in um, uh, Irvine, California mm. for Independence Day on in opening weekend of Independence Day, the movie right. uh, in 1996, Six. was it? Yeah. Yeah, 1996. And there was three theaters that they rolled out that special edition trailer, the one with the little oh, TV yeah. and then yeah. the X-Men flies out of it. And it mm. was like coming this next year or whatever. That's that's and one of my favorites. Was- See it again for the first time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually made a KOTOR trailer that completely mimics it. I should send it to you. You'll think Please. it's funny. But um, I I was in the theater for that, and I, I remember trying to look it up everywhere. The internet was really basic at the time. I think it was Prodigy mm-hmm. or America Online or whatever. Couldn't find too much data about it, only that like oh, very few theaters had that trailer attached to the Independence Day thing. And then by then, the music is what got me then fully back immersed, because then mm-hmm. I bought the soundtrack, and I was listening to it all the time. And then when the special editions came out, it hooked me. And then I was hook, line and sinker. And it's so funny too, because, uh, in the interim, when I wasn't as into star Wars, I met, um, Mm. I remember being a child actor and I was on set and the stand in for me was this, uh, a smaller person, you know, an adult, small person. I, I forget yeah. the PC way to say it. I think I, you're good. I always say the wrong thing. So, but this character, this actor actually was an Ewok on the set of return of the Jedi. Oh. And he would tell me stories and I wouldn't really, uh, <laughs> I was like, Oh cool. And he told me about how George would tell everybody on set, how the, his next story is going to be when, uh, Luke before Luke was born and, uh, with Darth Vader as a, kid or as a young man or whatnot and oh, i just yeah. remember thinking oh that's pretty cool but it wasn't yeah. until then i would all you know back down now we're 1997 98 where i'm just a diehard fan again and i just could not wait oh man uh, could you yeah, imagine could, of- could you imagine getting a chance to ask those questions again now that you know you're a little more oh, into I it i mean and this is a different not to name drop but this is a different and the other only other time where i always regretted that i wasn't a big star trek Star Trek fan mm. uh, at this time. I do like Star Trek. I don't hate it. Um, I like Same, Star Wars yeah. way better, but uh, I see, you know, I like Trek too, but um, I have to, if I'm in the schmodown, otherwise I'll get killed. That's <laughs> but, true. Um, the, uh, I was on a, I was a voiceover actor in a cartoon called the Halloween tree. And the main character was played by Leonard Nimoy. And I sat <sighs> next to him for a week. I oh. sat next to Leonard Nimoy. He taught me how to do, he, I'm not, this is not a joke. He taught me how to do the Vulcan death grip and he did it on me. And then I asked him, yeah, but why don't Vulcans have lightsabers? And he kind of gave me grip. So I, I represented Star Wars to even Leonard Nimoy, but it just like my journey then right after the Phantom Menace, yeah. or, sorry, not the Phantom Menace, the special edition trailer, then it launched me. Um, and yeah. then, you know, going to college and stuff like that mm. Um, mm. It was just all about the Phantom Menace. And I was addicted to the force net the forums yeah i like i would i would i would listen i know that you tried to you speculate responsibly and you avoid spoiler news sure but back then after phantom menace i didn't know too much about the phantom menace but for attack of the clones i could probably have and especially revenge of the sith yeah i could have probably written you the outline (laughs) for the movie by the time the movie came out like i remember finding like i knew about like the new kids on the block were on set during the arena (laughs) filming and like that's or in sync or whatever was at the gym at san diego state and i just remember Mm. oh and here's another funny story so i would dig everywhere and i would dig up in the news groups and someone leaked the attack of the clones soundtrack about a month before the movie released and a month before it was supposed to release and i had a film in in film school it was a sci-fi film called the syndicate which is it's basically avatar before avatar but mine was basically a ripoff of dances with wolves it's about a character (laughs) or directly uh, in the syndicate who tries to invade a planet and then everybody uh his his unit gets wiped out he gets left behind the locals take him in and then he becomes one of them and then when they come back to get him it's you know hilarity ensues well, not hilarity but kibs and sue so, i love that yeah so um uh when here so i had the soundtrack to attack of the clones and i'm like wait a second yeah. even though we had all this like royalty free music at san diego state we were able to premiere the movie 
Um, uh-huh. <laughs> we were able to premiere the movie at a San Diego State film festival just for students and faculty and family or whatever. And so our first cut of the syndicate, this 21-minute movie, mm-hmm. I fully scored using <laughs> Across the Stars was basically the main theme. Of, it was a combo between that and a couple of the other yeah. themes. that I, None of the Star Wars themes because I didn't want it to sound like sure. no one knew Across the Stars. Right, they, right. To them, they thought it was... Now, I feel bad if there was a super Star Wars fan that wanted to go in spoiler-free and then they heard this beautiful music and then they a week later heard it, you know? Kev um, Smith yeah. scored this movie, this Star Wars movie? <laughs> yeah, this this sci-fi movie sounds like... Like, this sounds like John Williams. Who did you get? I've never heard this before. And then we would just kind of play coy. And and then, of course, yeah. we changed it before we sent it to film festivals and stuff. But, yeah, yeah we uh, un- unwittingly to the audience gave them a sneak preview of the Attack of the Clones score about uh, two weeks before the, or uh, three weeks before the movie came out. But yeah. That. And then from then, like I just, I took, took in everything from episode two and three. And then when KOTOR came out, that, yeah. that, that, that ignited me in a different way because I think a lot of us, like I love a t- revenge of the Sith, but I think a lot of fans thought right. or didn't like revenge of the Sith because they thought, wait, that's the last of it. We're never going to get anything more. And like, you know, they had that anger of like, well, the prequels weren't good then. Cause that's the last star Wars stories we're ever going to get little did they know we're going to have way more and i think that's why prequels are looked upon a little highly more highly now they should be but um uh, kotor was that movie that or game that i was i started to play and then there's this big twist which you haven't played the game so i I, I would be remiss to tell i'm sure you know what the twist is though right uh i have heard the twist uh to the point where it's it's definitely in my brain i sometimes uh uh, I, I don't know the details. Like, should I tell you or not? No, tell, I mean, tell me. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll do the. We'll do this for anyone out there who has not played Knights of the Old Republic and you still want to do it, unencumbered by spoilers. Uh, just press pause. Go, go finish the game. Uh, take a, all you want, a couple years, and come back and finish this episode. Um, yeah. I want to hear. Watch my Kotor movies. We take care of it. You yes. can watch it. The first game in three movies. There you go. Which is where this is. I should probably just really dive into that. Take notes, and then I could tell people. Oh, I'm very familiar with Knights of the Old Republic. Didn't oh, play yeah. it, and, and that's and we're going to talk about how you got to, to making all that kind of stuff. But yeah, please tell, yeah, I, tell me about one hell of a pre too. So yeah. if you just watch episode three, which is the one I'm most proud of anyway. Okay. It literally recaps the first two. And so you would only, it would only take you two and a half hours and you can just be like, Oh, I played KOTOR. So then you I could just be, it. you know, all the cool kids. Yeah. What is the, um, uh, it, it's around Revan, right? That's the big twist. Yeah. So yeah. this whole time you always hear about this dark Lord of the Sith Revan who like terrorized the galaxy. Uh, he first was a Jedi hero along with his apprentice, uh, Malik, and they fought in the Mandalorian Wars, which the show Mandalorian actually talks about. Right, right. About conflict with the Jedi. Um, and so then uh, Jedi, the Jedi Revan was just this brilliant strategic mastermind and an insane warrior. And he finally took out Mandalore, the ultimate, and then uh, won the war. But he, he, Revan believed in f- defending the Republic, but the the Jedi Council refused to get involved. They were like, they were kind of like, it would be like if the U.S. knew there was this big conflict going on overseas. Sure. And we were like, we're not going to send our soldiers. And so then like our, like SEAL Team 6, our top <laughs> guys just went over there on their own on their without own. the U.S.'s permission. And yeah. so uh, Revan ends up doing it that way. And then when the war was one he disappears and when he came back he was this Sith Lord and no one knows why or I don't want to tell too much about it but you hear about this lore and how terrible he was and then halfway through the game um, there's all these hints and there's these weird visions and stuff like that but I can tell you this it it wasn't it doesn't lead it doesn't project it too much because when it happened 
happens in the game, everyone can attest when they played it the first time, it blew them away. So basically, um, they show that Revan, they show this vision and it has all the hints. They replay it for you. And mm. then it pans around and then Revan takes his mask off and whatever character you selected in the game selection, cause you know, you can pick your face. Mm. It's your character under it. So you gotcha. find out this whole time that you were Darth Revan. So then <laughs> like the second half of the game, it's like, do you, you're mad at all your friends for lying at you? Uh, do you revert to your Sith ways? Cause it's easier and you have all this power or do you still stick with the Jedi way? Yeah. Um, because you're basically your mind was wiped and uh, they rebuilt your mind. And in fact, dude, yeah. I was convinced that they were going to do that with Ray after for force awakens. Cause I remember they were like, we're going to borrow stuff from legends and stuff like that. And I was convinced so tell me how crazy this is. I was like, they're going to steal the Revan angle for Ray. Oh. Ray's vision, the the character behind the Kylo Ren mask that yeah. like towers over Ray and the vision in the Force Awakens. Yeah. I was convinced that that was Ray. That they were going to do a thing where Ray's <laughs> mind was wiped, and then it would find out later that Ray was the one to burn the Jedi Temple. I mean, they, it hey. didn't happen yeah. once the last Jedi happened, but I was like, could they? Could they? Yeah, can you imagine if they did a crazy thing? But yeah, so that's the big story, and everybody who played the game, the people that played the game and discovered it on their own, people who watched the movie for the first time, they really loved the twist too. Yeah. But for the people that played the game, because by then you're like 25, 30 hours into it. You're in. You're like, it really like, you're just like shocked because you feel a little bit personal too. You're, you sure. Know, all of a sudden it was you, and then you try to relate to it. Uh, well, why wasn't I this bad? I love all this, man. This is great. I, I look, and I do love the story, and I, I, I trust... Uh, you know, Christian Harloff and I sometimes disagree on, on a lot of uh, modern Star Wars stuff, but I, I always trust uh, a lot of what he says. Um, uh, he's recommended books that I love. Show, I mean, so I trust him and, and, and I don't want anyone else to think differently there. But uh, he's always loved this and loves uh, a lot of the stories and says it's like some of his favorite sto- Star Wars storytelling. And, and I can hear it. I can hear it in your voice. But I can hear it in the story. And it ties into some of the bigger questions about the Jedi and what they do and how they not get involved and, and the path of the dark side. So I have no doubt um, the love for this series is is definitely earned by it. Another thing, too, when I listen to you and Joseph talk about the Force in such deep ways yeah. um especially on like force center yeah. just like you know just earlier this week hearing you guys talking about the rise of kylo ren comic story and like right. just the overall repercussions of of what the force is and and yeah. the second kotor game which is not my favorite i still love the first one and okay. uh, but the second kotor game uh it's called the sith lords that dives in to like what makes a sith lord gray jedi and it's it, it's a slower game mm. but it was so philosophical and like gotcha. really dove in like and just peeled so many layers mm. and then they further kind of um, tell the story of Revan and, and like in reverse and like, why was he perhaps Revan never fell at all? Like maybe right. he needed to fall in order for all this to happen. It's just, it's really great, really deep storytelling. Um, and I really think you'd like it. But again, if you don't have the, that's the reason I made the movie in the first place is I had a roommate. That's like, I would never play a right. game for you. So that's so that's how, yeah. Let's dive into how that began. This is where you decided to do this. Uh, it, it was literally this this roommate saying, "I, I ain't got hours, man." <laughs> Yeah, he literally was just kind of joking with me. He loves Star Wars, but he's he he would never he he could play a game for a little bit, but then he would just get over it. Or I just remember when he had the Force unleashed. Right. You know, the second couldn't beat a boss a couple times, the controller would go flying, and then he's over it. So um, <laughs> I feel that yeah, several years before that, obviously. Um, 
So it, we always joke and I'm like, well, you don't have 40 hours. Okay. Well I'll make, I'll make a, mo- a couple movies and in order mm-hmm. to get to the twist, the twist happened almost at the exact, I able to, I was, so I was able to take the game yeah. and piece it together in three pieces and uh, arrange it to where the twist would happen right around where the twist would happen in Empire Strikes Back. So that would be at the climax of the second movie. And so we joke about how he wouldn't take 40 hours to play the game, but Mm. it literally, from the time I said, okay, I'll do it, which was in 2004, I didn't release episode two until the end of 2009. So he still had to wait five years. But in the meantime, you know, I had the first movie, which I kind of arranged as I could. And in the game, you like go to different planets and you can pick the order of planets, which you go to and sure. so for me it was like all right well in the game you know my first thought was let's go to Tatooine because everybody likes to go to Tatooine in right. Star Wars movies but uh, the smarter True. play was in the game in Kashyyyk you actually free the Wookiees mm. um, and so and it's pretty cool by the way this is how deep KOTOR is the Wookiees are enslaved not by uh, Sith or anything like that they're mm. enslaved by a corporation called Zerka but who's working with Zerka is right. one of the chieftain tribes of the Wookiees so like like so it's Wookiees enslaving their own and there's bad Wookiees and stuff right. but at the end if you if, when I was like wait a second at the end of that planet you free the Wookiees and then you go off to your next mission but I'm like right. well there's a perfect like how do you end the first movie of any trilogy you, with kind of happiness you had the battle of uh, <laughs> that, yeah. you had the battle of Naboo and the peace and then you had um, the after the Death Star so so then yeah so the first one was just this highly swashbuckling yeah. adventure and it was really rough back then in 2005 like I used the Xbox and so um, uh-huh. there was a cheat code where you could free the camera I don't want to get too into details but you could sure. free the camera and use the ca- your controller then to swoom the camera around so as it's a role playing game right. once you activated one character to fight the other they start doing it no matter what you do and then when you did this cheat code to free the camera you could swoop around yeah. and, and do as best you can and hope that you get some cool shots and then but by the time so just fast forward here to make the story a little shorter by the time i got to episode two i started getting a big fan base and by the time that episode two was done i had people helping me um and episode three was really where this is why it's the mm-hmm. one that I would always show people at first, even though we did a Reese, you know, I have to do a special edition. I'm like George Lucas. We redid the first one because the first one was like low res 320 by whatever. And it was Xbox footage. Sure. But once the third one came out with all the high definition graphics, because the PC game, you can actually up res it to HD. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still the 2005 graphics, but it's the crispest you could ever see it. Yeah. So we redid one, uh, two will be redone one day, but two's pretty one good. But then three had all the, so by the time three rolled around i had a couple super fans that became part of the team um yeah. and they they were t- talented they did way more than i could do because they had their pcs and they could literally can all i had to do starting with episode three is i could animatic scenes using south park style flat sure. characters like i they would make they would render out every character front backward side or whatever and i would do full flat animatics where it looks like South Park, but I would have all the scoring sound design and dialogue in place to time. And then they would go through and literally animate it with the tools of the game. And they can open it up like a toy box, design a camera. They can make it work with 3d studio max and all these crazy things. And so that's why every movie got exponentially better. Um, and which helped because, you know, doing the game translations, one thing, um, and yeah, the KOTOR trilogy, we finally finished it in 2015 and, uh, which was great. We got to screen it at a couple film festivals. Um, But you, wait, you started your first, you started in 2004 and this finally the, the, it ends in 2015. 
Yeah, well, 2004 wow. is when I started it. Okay. Uh, and the first, and it was with my my still YouTube account, uh, Kev SoCal 2K6, because I used to <laughs> date everything. I had a, I still have an email address. Yeah, was like I would t- all the all the so all the early YouTube names are like your AOL names, unprofessional, and nicknames or numbers of your favorite sports stars. Yeah, or your birth. Yeah, it's all that. Yeah. <laughs> And you can't change it. So yeah. it's like when I want to post a link, it's like forward slash Kev Tokel 2K6. So um, 2K6 was when the first one was released. Gotcha. Um, and then the second one was released three years later in 2009. And then yeah. there was a bit of time. Uh, and then 2015 was the last one. And we finished the, we had someone interested in us and we played at film festival or like at wow. a video game and music festival called Magfest at a big screen uh, sure. in, in a theater. And that was, that was great. Cause people, we had the movie posters and it was at a game convention. So we packed out a screening room and people brought lightsabers and it was like opening night atmosphere with yeah. the, the crawl cheers and uh, cheering and jeering at all the stuff happening. And it was really that's cool. Awesome, um, and then, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's, this is a, this is a great story of how this come, comes to be, by the way, in a way you mentioned the Zerker corporation, you know, that they had something to do with Lando's treadable and rise of the Skywalker. They're listed as one of the manufacturers in, in that, uh, Oh, machine. I think I heard yeah. that or I read something about that. Yeah. They had, I love when you get any coach, I hang yeah. on anything when, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kanan talks about um, years ago when he, he's he's standing over Sabine, Sabine yeah, Sabine, I think. and he's yeah. like, years ago when you fought the Mandalorians and blah blah blah, and you just I freak out because Kotor to me feels like mine. You know what yes. I mean? I know it's not mine. Sure, but like I, I I guess Kotor Revan to me I feel like Filoni probably feels about um, Ahsoka. <laughs> like <laughs> even though I didn't write Revan, and like you know, then they had, they ended up doing the MMO, and I don't like what they did with Revan in the MMO. They like, yeah. I mean, there's MMO fans out there, and I love. I think the MMO is great. I just wasn't a super fan of what they did to Revan. They basically like froze him for 300 years so he can be in the MMO oh, yeah, as a yeah. boss, and yeah, it's just see. like. Bleh. There you go. Yeah. Now um, you're going down the legends yeah. pass. I know, um, or or yeah. uh, why I, why I don't go down those paths. Um, let, let me let me dive in here, Kevin. Here and talk about uh, about Revan himself as as a character, and sure. um, and I know you've got this project coming that's out, and we want to talk about it here. But I want to talk about Revan. Uh, I, I am fascinated by Revan. I'm fascinated by the design. That's a joke, but I almost did buy uh, the figure when they released it because uh, a few versions of it, I think, uh, I think there's even a six inch black series. I was like, I just, I don't even know Revan, but that's a Star Wars looking character to me. And I do think that's part of why we are here uh, loving Star Wars. Um, but Revan himself, yeah. let's, if, and there's rumors that pop up every now and then of things they might be doing in Star Wars, and some are not true at all. Some are 2%. Some are 100%. Things don't happen. We never know. We don't know. But yeah. the thought of Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic or Revan, specifically Revan, because Bane uh, we know exists. Uh, Hamill uh, voiced the character in, in Clone yeah. Wars, and Revan almost got there, almost got in there. What would you want okay. from Revan now, not pitching a story, everything, but how would you want them to deal with that? Would you want it to be a book, cart, a comic, animated show, a new game, a movie? A, what would you want? How would you want Revan to be reintroduced to canon or put in canon? Well, actually, I, would, I think it would be really cool if they did a full on because everybody just. Uh, it's funny, like the diehard fans of my Kotor movies uh, will, will die on a hill for us, and they love it, and they take in everything. And it's a small group, but they're like family, right? And it's like this. Um, 
10,000 of this, the most diehard, they are more like five, half of that. But like, but uh, there's 10,000, I would feel like fans that are always kind of around for everything. And then 5,000 of like, that they love it. And then there's this small, like 10 or a thousand that just like love it. And they like protect, protect it above all end. Right. Right. And so for me, um, but the ones that don't like it or discover it randomly, or if I ever do Facebook marketing, it's always, it's always, what is this? 2002 or like Atari graphics. What is this? Might as well do Pong the movie. And so, <laughs> which is funny. Cause like, I, I like the retro style of it. Mm-hmm. It brings me back. But, um, I think that what I would love for them to do is redo the game. Okay. Uh, like they're doing Final Fantasy VII and just do it to today's standards, but nice. don't touch too much of it. Just do the first KOTOR game. Okay. Let people, because some people just don't have the open mind anymore because they, they feel the graphics aren't good enough. Sure. And I, I don't fault them for that. That's their generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's not like this. It, the old graphics are this special key, like a niche graphics like Donkey Kong. It's like, right. yeah, it's 2005, 2003 graphics um that from the xbox the original so what i would love to do can what they would do is if they did a remastered just kotor straight up mm-hmm. beat for beat but just have it look like fallen order mm-hmm. um so then because everybody just does, they don't understand how good the story is and if they did okay. that uh that would be great um and then i, I guess I, maybe you can tell me offline or you can tell me now if you know how true those rumors were that they were going to do a Harry Potter approach and just do the the game and just hope that people kind of mm. stay zipped about the twist like they did with the Red Wedding. And uh, I wasn't, when yeah. I heard that, I was, you know, for a while I'm very protective of KOTOR, but then I was like, sure. you know what? Like, that would be because like for me i'm like give it to me like if, we're, if it sucks <laughs> give it i still me. have my game like yeah, yeah. I, you know it does things that aren't good or aren't as good as what you imagine them to be it yeah. doesn't mean that like that the original is still out there you know what yeah. i mean you could still enjoy the original so uh, yeah as far as the rumors of it I, I in terms of it being a game i don't know that much i i do believe I do believe there was some stuff going on even outside of uh, Dan and Dave's uh, project set in, you know, maybe the old Republic Times or Formation of the Jedi. I've heard rumors of either a Bane script or a Revan script that existed. I I, I don't know, but those those even aren't rumors. I've, a lot of times I hear these rumors maybe directly from sources or secondhand sources. That's just one that's just been floating in the ether in the Star Wars uh, media world. So, do you think it's all done now because of the High Republic? Because, like, why would they? They're never, they're going to not want to confuse people with, well, no, this is the old Republic. Here's the high republic I, like, that's a great that question that's a great question because the high republic and in, initially was uh, talked about and, and planning began in 2014 but it didn't really begin in earnest till uh you know last couple of years when the writing those authors got together and the think tanks and all those kind of things so it was something that was on the table um i i do believe I do believe that Benioff and Weiss were going to do more of the formation of the Jedi Order versus uh, Old Republic, uh, Knights of Old Republic. I think that was untouched um, in a lot of ways. Um, But again, as I always say, uh, we're not in those meetings, so I don't know. But yes, with the High Republic being what it is, look, it's labeled different. Can 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 we trust people to understand the difference between High and Old Republic? I, I know we can. But when we, when you have, you know, people sometimes still confused about 
uh, wait a minute, Solo happens before Phantom Menace? Uh, yeah. I, I sometimes I doubt I doubt that they could pull that off, or or that they'll try. Um, but I would like to. I would like. I'd, I I'm always a say long Star Wars fan, and I remember when Maul popped up on Solo, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like thinking it was before Phantom Menace in my brain for right. a half second. I was right. like, wait a second, no. <laughs> right. right. So yeah, you can get even like if you anybody can even, get confused, even so if I you're clued in. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, someone like, someone like me who's not familiar with the, the Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic stories. I, I have read the first Bane novel and was complete, going to complete the series. I owned the third novel. I had to, I was still had to pick up the second novel, right? The Carpetian ones and finished the first one. I was like, okay, I like this. I like this. I'm on board. And then yeah. that's when new Canon hit. And I was like, well, you, you know, for no point. Yeah. professional, and even personal Reven, reasons, I got to go Reven that way. The novel too means mm-hmm. to set up the MMO. And I'm yeah. just, I've been outspoken. It's a very well-written novel. I like the author, but yeah. it's, again, it just serves, just imagine your favorite character and like, it's just written all of a sudden they finally get their moment in the sun, but it's written just so then they can make it into sure. an MMO. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it just yeah. fell yeah. off for me. So. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. Let's talk about what you have out now related to Revan. And I, yeah. I really uh, just uh, support and enjoy your creativity and passion for this era of star Wars and these characters. And you and I have talked offline. Like sometimes I don't gravitate towards what I'll put quotations around fan film things, but th- I don't want that ever to sound disrespectful to the creativity and the hard work that goes into it because it's born out of passion for it. Jamie Costa, who is a, just a, a great guy and a gentleman, by the way, um, has just put a lot of effort into a Han Solo fan film, his Kenobi one, everything. And I, I really respect the stuff that goes into it. Um, Jeff Henderson, who's uh, um, uh, the partner of Jenna Bush, he has he has a great uh, 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 Boba Fett one that, that, that actually won some awards. So I love the creativity. Um, I uh, um, had the chance to kind of become friends recently with Kevin Rubio, who did Troops, which oh, is I'm sure Troops. Troops <laughs> is nice, absolutely yeah. one of my favorite things, and that turn launched his career. And uh, we had lunch recently, and he just told me the whole story and how how it went into you know Tag and Bank, and he wrote uh, an episode of the Clone Wars, one of the, the Jar Jar centric ones, in first season of Clone Wars. So I love that kind of stuff, man. And so I want to say that I really just am supportive of what you're putting out there and your passion for this era and this character that I know a lot of people nice. are. So what have you what have you got out now that they can enjoy so what we have now so what they can enjoy per as of presently is we have done the movie translation of the first kotor game and there's kotor one uh episode one a familiar path episode two veil of the dark side and episode three the circle of fate um and then um and then my partner uh on who helps me he's the wizard that does all the effects and graphics and stuff he had his own series based on kotor 2 and so we when he was done with his series it was right when i was done with episode three and we were like well he didn't want to do his own prequel series because he loved mine and i was like dude i'm done i can't do a game based on kotor 2 so we decided to merge and basically say hey we're a cinematic universe together which is really cool because it was right before he finished his last his last movie and we straight up have Revan show up my character mm. and merged the two together. So it was kind of a cool moment for the fans and awesome. they had no idea going into it. And so we did a trailer and we, we mimicked the Chewie were home. Yeah. And you just, at the end of the trailer for his last movie, you hear my voice and you say, and he says Mitra and Mitra is the main protagonist of KOTOR 2. Right. Um, uh, the exile they call her and you just hear Mitra about damn time and it fades up and it's it's uh, <laughs> Revan and Mitra together and it's the total ripoff of the Chewie were home moment but hey. fans loved it so we have Damn all much. those available okay and then what's in progress yeah 
Yeah. What's in progress. Yeah. What is, what is in progress? Yeah. So what's in progress right now is called, it's called Revan. And it's, it's basically now all bets are off. Everybody taught in the games, both games, they talk about the Mandalorian wars and how this Mandalore, the ultimate is this, he led the Mandalorian clans and they would go planet to planet and just wiping out planets just for pure sport. And they were always demanding and after the, the greatest warriors that they can face. And so when you hear Mandalorians talk about it in the present mm-hmm. or in at the time of KOTOR, they're always like one of them, Candorous Ordo, uh, he w- fought in the Mandalorian Wars and he has, he talks about it. He's like, there's, there's no, there's no shame in losing to the greatest warrior that the world or the galaxy has ever seen. That warrior's name was Revan. And it, everybody would always be fascinated. Like how good was Revan that they, right. these Mandalorians would talk about him. Like he would he, like man, basically Revan could have led the Mandalorian clans after the mm-hmm. war. Should he have chosen? to because they were so like just in awe of how great he was he so, could have been, he could have been no, the mandalore right yeah the leader oh, i got it i yeah, know that exactly <laughs> and so the comics kind of touch on it and they have a couple flashbacks about how revan's mask is a mandalorian mask okay. um he takes the mask and wears it as a reminder to the mandalorians like hey i'm here and i'm not taking this off until i'm taking this mask because uh, he sees it through a force vision without spoiling too much. He's in the comics. It's great. Sure. But that uh, one of the Mandalorians stands up against the others and is like, I don't think this is right or whatever. And uh, I believe it's a female. Okay. Forgive me if I'm wrong for the super fans, but she gets killed or whatever. And he takes the mask and wears it upon his self and be like, I'm going to honor her and I'm going to honor the f- the cause and I'm going to wear this and I'm never taking it off until I wipe out the Mandalorian cause. So it's, it's just gotcha. it's so good. So, gotcha. um, but you just hear about it and it's a couple scenes here and there in the comics. And so, uh, teaming up with this writer, friend of mine, uh, his name's Greg Mitchell. And, um, he, he's written like screenplays and stuff before and novels. He's written screenplays for like sci-fi movies of the week gotcha. for sci-fi channel stuff. So I knew that, and he was a big fan of our star, our KOTOR movies. So he kind of came up to me and was like, if you ever need any help with anything and man, let me tell you, he, he used the treatment. I had like a 20 page treatment sure. and then we worked together over like four months or three months. He wow. was fast. Could have been quicker. And he wrote this 120 page script that, and we have like new characters and everything it's, based on the lore he was so steeped in the lore and all of the wikipedia wikipedia and the comic stuff he knew everything and then he knew what my outline was to tell a cinematic story and he helped me write this movie for revan and then what happened was we realized quickly in everything's being built from scratch now we're not using the game we're not using existing game scenes that then we're adding on to like i did in episode three like now it's like wait like we have everything has to be built from scratch new planets or like the planet in the trailer you see it's war torn in the game it's not war torn in the game there's no war and so like we have to literally the my my team has to go in and completely redesign it from it's like building mm. video game maps sure. and then at, once they build the video game map then we can start building the scenes and stuff like that so right. uh, we decided that instead of making it a movie it would just be way easier if we break it if we expand the story and the lore a little bit and then because Mandalorian was doing so well, we're like, well, and this is around, we made the decision actually right around with Game of Thrones to the last season where people were loving it. And I was like, wait a second. Like, I know I've been the one that's like, no, we only do movies, but I have loved Game of Thrones so much passionately. Like, yeah. why don't we just turn this into a series? Like, Beautiful. and 
and in that way we don't they don't have to wait because like what right now like our first episode is going to be 17 or 18 minutes and it's it's gonna it feels like a full episode but now we can start because now all the building's done and the filming's done and now it's on i'm doing the putting the voices in and finishing all that up they're already building all of the planets or the scenes for the next movie so now it's not going to take because this thing is going to take forever because like i said everything's from scratch there's no more there's no more oh the game gets me 75 percent of the way there and then i'm going to make 25 percent to make it feel original and like a movie because one thing i forgot to say by the way in the translation of the games yeah i stripped all the music and most of the sound design because i'm an editor i do for work so uh, especially to keep me sharp when i wasn't living in la when i lived in in Austin, I did episode two, the majority of it there. And it just kept me in touch of, of what I loved. But I would strip all the music and then do a complete new sound design, complete new music design. And like um, a quick story, I used the main theme of Gods and Generals by a, right. a composer named John Frizzell. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is, uh, it's a very beautiful theme. It's a Civil War movie. Yeah. And it's his theme. And I was like, wow, this is a really good theme. And I used it as the love theme for our protagonist and Bastila in episode two and three. And true story, a couple years ago, I was at a dinner party and there was a bunch of guitars and pianos everywhere. And it was like some game night party. And someone, I was like, Oh, who, 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 it was the girl's uh, husband or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was John Frizzell himself. There you go. And I, Ken, I geeked out, man. And uh, once a couple drinks were in, I was like, do I tell him? Is he going to send me a season <laughs> of this? Sure enough, I show him a scene from a machinima movie that I made with yeah. Bastila and uh, Logan kissing with his gods and generals theme swelling with 2003, but HD graphics. Yeah. And he was so moved, he gave me like a signed CD and thought it was the coolest thing. There I haven't you heard go. from him, his lawyers yet. <laughs> there you go. That's That's a contract right yeah. there. So we're, so we're doing right yeah, a series okay. of, of, of short movies and uh, the first one's going to be released probably in the next month or okay. uh, six weeks. Uh, right. So yeah. And, and can they find that, uh, can they subscribe to a spot yet or is that still on uh, your original AOL screen name? Yeah. Yeah. Go to just eat private message me on prodigy. It's uh, <laughs> Kev Smets 97. <laughs> no, uh, <it's, laughs> if you search this is the way I do it, I just yep. say, if you search KOTOR movie saga yeah. on YouTube, it's usually the first hit. It's the, it's the first hit. Um, or mm. if you, the safe way you could just type uh, KOTOR, a familiar path. That's the first movie. Okay. And then just subscribe to the channel there. I think it's called KOTOR movie saga presently. Love and uh, yeah, all the videos are there. We try to keep fans updated with uh, making ofs or graphics uh, breakdowns. Cause like I said earlier, when I was so obsessed with um, reading all the spoilers and stuff for episode two, like everybody be like, why do you want to ruin it that way? I'm like, listen, you enjoyed episode two for two hours on opening night. Right. I enjoyed it for two and a half years you know what i mean so um i get why people avoid spoilers but for me uh if people want to see how the joy of of what we get to do when making it because i really do love it it's like i've been doing it for over a decade now it's it's crazy ken i've I've had people write me um that are uh, in the military now that said that they first discovered my movies when they were um, 11 years old and their parents would fight in the other room because his dad was an addict and he would just go in and put his headphones on and watch our kotor movies and for 
11 years later, he's in the military now and he, he got to watch the Revan trailer while he's on locate or, you know, it's just these stories That's like that. It's like, I don't think I can, I think we joke, but I, I probably will be 80 years old, still doing KOTOR movies using the 2003 game engine. Cause hey. it has a retro feel. We're going to yeah. do the same thing with the Revan, by the way. So the Revan is using the game engine from KOTOR one and two. Um, uh, and we're, we're kind of up, we're, we're, we're integrating CG that we have done, uh, for space scenes and stuff. Cause our one guy's really good at that. But for the most part, we do have that retro vibe, which for fans of the original KOTOR, that's really special for them. Love it, man. All, all the tech stuff sounds foreign to me, but I know the people are appreciating that. Um, we're almost out of here, Kevin. Yeah. I, I, I'm so glad to get to hear just your passion, just overflow for these projects that, but not just what you're doing, but this part of star Wars. Cause I know a lot of people are, are here for it. And you know, maybe one day we'll get that Revan Disney plus series at home with Revan uh, cooking with a Sith Lord. I don't know. <laughs> We'll get it. We'll get it somehow. Uh, final thing before we let you go, you and I have uh, worked on. You worked on. No, it was dinner with, uh, dinner with Snoke. Dinner with Snoke. It's the, it comes right out. My, my dinner with Snoke. Uh, you and I have been working on some stuff here. It's already um, on uh, the Force Center YouTube channel, but we got a second season of it here. Uh, we've been doing the in memoriams. Now I put those on the spotlight. Star Wars episodes, which was a takeoff something I did on the old Jedi Alliance uh, show with Mod Garrett. And, uh, you know, you came along and was like, hey, you know, I, 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 got, I got some editing skills. Let's put, let's put these to some visuals. And, and you did that, and they're just beautiful. I, I, I forget that I'm involved. I forget that I have anything to do with them uh, because of the way you've just... You have everything to do with them because if you think about it, like, it, it's your words, man. And, like, like the Ula one, like, it still gets me when uh, every time. It's my favorite one we did. But when uh, you talk about how uh, she's about to die or whatever, but yep. for that last moment, she was on the main stage at blah, blah, blah. And like, so it gets me creatively going. Cause then I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to do this fade in where she's about to die, but I'm going to show her on stage with the lights. And it's funny. I'll pull data from anything I can images, especially for sure. lesser known characters. Cause they don't have a lot of images. And for like that one, I think I took a shot from like a concert in like the UK and right. like, like blurred the stage and you know, a lot great, of fun man. stuff. But You're great. Like, oh, you, dude. Uh, no, hey, it's all star Wars. It's all star Wars. Uh, it's all inspired. <laughs> By it. Uh, but we've got some big ones in the past. We got Vader. We got um, you know Akbar's the one that launched the Ula one, and and, and I love doing them. And we're going to do a second season uh, pretty soon. We're here announcing it. Uh, it's on the Force Center YouTube uh, channel. If you guys haven't subscribed, do it over there. We just launched our new show, Star Wars Show and Tell, that we'll be doing from time to time over there. Trying to get more consistent on YouTube. And I'll tell you what, being locked away uh, has been uh, you know a necessity as a mother of invention often, and, and we're finding new ways to get Force Center content out there. But uh, Kevin and I are working on season two we're proud to announce that uh, very soon stand by for the date but the first one up exclusive to all the force center listeners now we're letting you know we are doing the um, in memoriam for mall and that yeah. one i just saw the cut of it today and i was just like oh my gosh who did this uh forgetting that i i, I had something to do with it but uh, kevin you again you you up the level of them and, and appreciate it and, and and i've got we've got some challenges i love challenging you because mall there's a lot of images there's a lot of things to pull from yeah, but, yeah that was a wealth of it like I always say, that's a yeah. wealth of imagery. Um, yeah. But it's funny how you can make it, may feel, uh, you can feel compassion for some characters that just, not that he's irredeemable, but you know, you, just, yeah. you do a good job of it's, like, wow, yeah, it's, it's a power. The last words of all of them are always so good. But, it's, it's, yeah, uh, that was a good one. You give me some challenges. There's some challenges and there's a couple coming up. There's one that's already in the can that uh, I was, I was, 
hats off to you for pulling off because it was a it was a small character and we got maybe one coming uh, we won't announce yet but maybe if I can pull it off and you can pull it off we will have done some of the best work in uh, Star Wars in memoriams uh, around um, I, I think you did we did one on Coleman Trevor who yes who I think it was only in like four seconds of the or <laughs> yes no, let's see he was walking in the background of the library yep and then you see him ignite his saber in the arena and then you see him jump up and get punked out so he's in like <laughs> three seven second shots yeah and uh then there's not too much comic book content so no, uh no. that was a challenging one too but i love that you gave love to that guy that was like my yeah. favorite that's what we do up. and we got we got one of those maybe coming but we got the big one coming with mall uh coming soon so pay attention to that and uh kevin uh, thank you so much for coming on spotlight star wars today here on the force center podcast feed uh, i love everything you do uh you're a great guy i uh, love hanging around you i mean kaiser's all right but i love hanging around you around the schmodown right. stuff uh and and I wish you the best of luck. And uh, we will update folks uh, when this is uh, the Revan stuff's out there. But go search the uh, KOTOR stuff and get lost in the Knights of the Old Republic. Stick around. More Spotlight Star Wars after this. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here on Spotlight Star Wars, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to Kevin Smith and just to hear his story and hear his passion for something that I'm just not as aware of and never took that deep dive into Knights of the Old Republic. And, and I'm looking back and I get, I get asked a lot and I believe every one of you when I'm in a Twitch stream playing Battlefront 2 and people are like, hey, have you ever played Kator? And, and I always say no. And, and sometimes I think because... Uh, Especially if I'm broadcasting or hanging out on Twitch, it might come off as a little curmudgeonly, a little grumpy, or just like, ah, get your legends out of here. And I, I never really have that thought about Knights of the Old Republic uh, or just the Old Republic era. I do want to hear the storytelling. I just missed it during that time. Star Wars uh, was definitely big during my life at the time, but it was the prequel era, and I was still working through a lot of those things and starting to find where and how I could appreciate some of the new modern era Star Wars of that time. And I went more the original Battlefront route, and I didn't uh, do a lot of PC gaming, which I know Knights of the Old Republic, you know, at least to me at the time, just seemed to be more based in that. I just didn't do it. I didn't do it. And if you don't do something long enough, you just kind of overlook it and forget it. But every once in a while, something will pop up, and it makes me makes me uh, think that, yeah, maybe I'll take that dive into some aspects of it. And, and Kevin's stuff definitely helps me do that. And if you're in a similar boat as I, and you want to sit down and watch a two-hour movie uh, made by Kevin and, and his friends about Kator and feel like you don't have to play the game but still get the feeling of it and, and, the, and the characters and the big moments and, and the lessons, go for it. I, I really recommend you do that, and I'm going to do it even more myself. I have watched some of it there, support Kevin and his work, um, but now maybe I'll start watching with, uh, with my whole being as a Star Wars fan. Uh, Revan, like I said, just in terms of name, in terms of design, has that Star Wars cool, and that's just a big factor in what we gravitate towards in Star Wars. Star Wars cool. Speaking of Star Wars cool, we are probably going to talk about it more in the main show eventually. We we don't have current plans for it, but I finally caught up a little bit with Star Wars Resistance. I love the first season of Star Wars Resistance. It was not all for me, but there's some great things in there, and the style of the show... Uh, I thought it looked really great. It just, it just, there'd be a lot of times I just watching episodes and I just be like, man, this, this is beautiful animation. Just love what's going on there. And, and there was a lot of controversies about that and animation styles versus, you know, techniques, whatever. I, I don't care about the tech stuff. I, I'm all there for the stories and there for the characters. And, and there's a lot of things I gravitated towards too in resistance, but a lot of things that just realized, Hey, this is, is this is aiming for a different uh, age group than me. And I'm not here for it. So it's the first time I felt in modern star Wars, other than some of the stuff that is specific for kids. This one, you know, we were all were expecting rebels and it, it hits some of that at times for me, but very clearly again, different, different demographic, different market that uh, I'm not a part of. And other than just being a star Wars fan and that's overall what they have to go to. But I, I got behind on season two and not for any reason, just other than I think I, I even though I have TV, like for a while it was PlayStation view before that went away. I have YouTube, YouTube TV now. And I used to have uh, you know, direct TV. I think it's, I'm still, I'm a cord cutter kind of like I still have the cords kind of plugged in. I'm ready to yank it. But for the most part, we are cut. The cords cut in our house. But so resistance was kind of under under uh, the old normal way of watching TV. And I just forget I have it on my little uh, PlayStation view DVR. 
when when PlayStation View finally went down in early uh, earlier this year, like all my resistances were there waiting for me. Boom, gone. But I knew it was coming to Disney Plus. So after a while, it's just like let me pump the brakes a little bit. Let me get to Star Wars Resistance. I haven't finished the second season. I started to go back to some of the episodes that I had watched some in in sequential order, watched them and uh, catching up. Uh, uh, Tor's mother shows up. I love that episode. It was a great character. I love all that kind of stuff. Love the, I even like hype Faison going to the casino and getting in the race uh, with the hut. Um, I liked all that. Some of it's really silly. So Kaz is kind of at times a silly character, but I think there's a lot of great things there. I love that Kaz is in the rise of Skywalker novelization it's just fun to imagine. I don't think I needed him in the movie in live action form, but hey, Christian, Christopher Sean showed up like that. I'd be okay with that too. But so uh, all that aside, I, I just want to talk about one of the uh, two part episode there. It's just one of a uh, missing agent in breakout. And this is a, a resistance spy gets into some trouble, puts out a call for help. Kaz and, and Yeager here, and they go get involved. Um, and CB, the, uh, you know, start out as a replacement droid for BB-8 on the show, but CB, uh, I do believe, named after Carrie Beck, one of the store group uh, uh, members there, and a producer and a, and a high up creative there at Lucasfilm. Uh, CB has just become a, a great droid in its own right. But I love these two episodes. I was watching them this morning, and I got to tell you, we'll pause. Joseph and I are probably going to do a bigger look at Resistance later on. If you haven't uh, watched the episodes, I, I just recommend getting into that show just just to get the whole Star Wars picture. There's a lot of things in season one that I believe are spectacular. The idea, and part of the bigger picture, the idea that the First Order just kind of existed, people were aware, but yeah, we're not ready to do anything about them. We don't think we need to do anything about them. Yeah, they're just here for security control. They, yeah, they keep the pirates away, but when those refugee children show up and talk about a monster in a black cape with a red sword, I get uh, chills kind of go through my my star wars soul at that time in the, in the episode where poe shows back up and they go see some of the uh testing uh damages uh, done by the star killer base and everything. I, I love that kind of stuff it's it's part of the big picture of star wars and you guys always hear that i love just watching star wars like that uh, how where does it connect what's the overall story i treat it as a real living history document and there's just some stuff in this series of two episodes i just think some really solid star wars and i was thinking as i was watching it today here i am an old fading away soul right now nah, i'm still got time but i'm uh watching this and i'm thinking if i was even even as old as 12 maybe even 13 yeah things are starting to pop in my life by that time sports pursuits thinking about what i'll do with my life and yeah for me girls Stuff that would pull you away from Star Wars. If I was home watching this, I would have loved these two episodes. And if I was not familiar with Star Wars, I would have been like, give me more. Plug me into what this is. And we always talk about different Star Wars vantage points, perspectives, points of view, and entry points. This would have been a powerful entry point for me if this happened to be my entry point. It's got action. It's got spies. It's got spies in disguise as First Order Stormtroopers. It's got a great bounty hunter. With a great design, something brand new. Uh, it's got uh, great uh, uh, sound design. Uh, the great uh, sounds of the uh, First Order Star Destroyer shooting. Uh, just those uh, classic Star Wars, like laser bolts in space. The TIE fighter sounds. A little dogfighting action. Even the aces get involved. It had everything. And it's a wonderful story about no man left behind. And about you can't overlook a droid even. CB gets in action. There's, there's a, a scene where CB the droid's tortured torture for information that I was like, this is pretty dark stuff. 
for Star Wars. And CB, of course, of course is going to win in the end. It goes into the inner workings of the First Order. It goes into some great characters in the First Order, some of their leadership. And I think I could give or take Commander Pyre. He's the one all dressed in uh, like gold. It's fine with me. Uh, we got Cardinal. We got Phasma. Gold, silver, red. There's a lot of interesting uh, designs for First Order uh, leadership. If you want, to, I want a, I want a blue one. I want an orange one. Uh, whatever. Pyre, I could give or take. I, I don't dislike Pyre at all, but it, it doesn't drive me. But some of the other characters that pe- keep popping up in the First Order, some of these compliance officers and, and, and commanders. And there was even uh, some of the stuff with Hawks in this season that I thought was good, too. So not going too much detail here. going to save some of that for for Center of the Main Show. I'm sure we're going to take a bigger look at Resistance at some point soon. But just want to give an update. I'm loving it, and I can't wait to finish strong with the series. And if you, for whatever, for whatever reason, pulled off, understandable. Understandable. It is, uh, is, is a different kind of show, different kind of a approach. And it works. But again, not that the kids' stuff doesn't work. I, I, I'm i loving the Galaxy of Adventure stuff. I just love it. It's bite-sized Star Wars retold. Yeah, it's to pull in new audiences, uh, uh, younger audiences, and, and to connect with them and give them a new entry point to Star Wars. But for an old dog like me, I just love seeing things repackaged. I love seeing the story I love told again and again and again. And I want it in different forms. I always want it in different forms. I want to see it. I want to live those stories, see everything from different angles different point of views, and just also enjoy it. Galaxy Adventure stuff, your short, digestible video bits that are just fun to watch, fun to take in, and I'm all for them there. I want to thank all of you for supporting Force Center, especially during these times. Joseph and I are working as hard as we can to get you content from remote locations. Uh, we've been talking to Jennifer Landa. Hopefully uh, she can find uh, a little corner of her busy day uh, with uh, two young children at home during a uh, quarantine lockdown type of uh, situation. No, it's not full quarantine, but you know what I mean. Uh, she's eager to get back uh, swinging in the Force Center arena soon. And uh, as we said in the interview with Kevin Smets, uh, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, some of the uh, technology, StreamYard, those kind of things. are going to make it easier for us to put some Star Wars content out there on the Force Center YouTube channel. We already have a lot on there. Older episodes, animated version, Brian's, Brian Ward's animated version of uh, the Databank Brawl with Gus Tours uh, and uh, Constable Zuvia. Still one of my favorite things. I still just put that on and watch it. The In Memoriam, Season 2 of In Memoriam uh, coming very soon, starting with Maul, like I'm letting you all know here, but some uh, cool surprises on the way. We hope to pull on your heartstrings and retell the Star Wars story through our own words and points of view here as well. That's it for this week. Appreciate it. you can follow Force Center at Force Center Pod. Don't forget you want to try an audiobook on us. Like maybe, hey, my book, Why We Love Star Wars, or say The Rise of Skywalker Novelization, which I still believe is one of my favorite Star Wars books of the modern era by Ray Carson. Go uh, try an audiobook out on us. Go to audibletrial.com slash force center. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and again, like, subscribe. Do all those things. Hit the bell. All those things you hear YouTubers do. Do it on the Force Center YouTube channel. That's it for this week. We'll see you all. Keep celebrating Star Wars. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.